Hey everyone, we got some fun news for you. This year we will be participating in the upcoming Fan Expo in Denver, July 1st through the 3rd. We are lucky enough to do a live recording on Saturday, July 2nd at noon from the creator slash podcasting stage. We'll have a special guest, Bernadette Marie, who's going to be there with us having a fun discussion about romance and women and all the fun things we always talk about on this podcast. So cool. And hopefully if you're already planning to attend or if this sparks your interest and now you want to attend the event, we see you there on Saturday. Stay tuned for any extra information we might have about this event. We'll be posting them on our social media page as well as dropping in information and maybe future episodes as soon as we know stuff. Yes, we're doing another thing, guys. We got a chance to do this and we're going to be doing our show fucking live and we don't know. know. We're freaking out. (laughs) We're freaking out, but we're excited and we hope that you guys can come and join us for that. And yeah, like Kalina said, we'll start posting about what kind of panels we're going to be on for what days and and hopefully what times. So just stay tuned for that. And we can't wait to do this. So exciting. All right. (laughs) Now on to the episode. Thanks. Hello and welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Selah. And this is Kalina. And we are a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. Thank you for joining us. Hi. Yeah. So good to be back with you guys. Yeah, it's uh, you guys don't know it, but it's been a long time since we've recorded. So, <laughs> so fucking long. <laughs> so long that my computer doesn't remember how to like input, output its it's sound and so i have to readjust shit and it's still not working but we're making do we're here it's all good i feel like it's been forever it it really yeah so it's crazy but good stuff that's happened i mean you went on a big old trip i did i went on a big old trip that was sound amazing and where'd you go I went to uh, Peru and Ecuador to see Machu Picchu and the Galapagos Islands. Yes. Yeah. It was lovely. I mean, it's just fucking gorgeous and beautiful. And it's been so long because of COVID since I've traveled. Yeah, yeah. And I just loved it. It was really fantastic. And I highly recommend it. She got for to swim with sea lions <laughs> and did, penguins. Did. did you get to swim with the penguin suit or just? Yeah. I mean, they were in the water. They didn't like. The sea lions were kind of young and like playful and would kind of come around and like dance a little bit in the water yeah. for you. But the penguins just were like, oh, who are these guys? And like, <laughs> they, they vamoosed out of there. They were like, oh, God. Uh, see you later. We don't trust you. And I was like, good point. <laughs> you shouldn't. I would pet you. <laughs> you should not trust us. <laughs> Run <You should>. away. <laughs> <laughs> I will try to take you home with me. <laughs> but then sea turtles and, and, iguanas and rays and sharks oh so crazy but they're little the little sharks little you know. baby the, nurse the, sharks the nurse sharks the ray uh, the reef sharks mm-hmm. nothing like a crazy great white or anything i'm not even saying <laughs> uh, well good mm-hmm. oh i wouldn't even do it with the nurse sharks but that's me <laughs> yeah as soon as they ask if i want to swim with the sea animals i'd be like the fuck i do i no i I do not i do not i probably answered that wrong i do not want to swim with the sea animals i don't even want to be in this boat why am i here that's a good question man i wish you could get over that a bit because i think it would be an amazing trip with you guys and the boys and stuff i think with enough persuading i think i would okay yeah that wouldn't be fun i wouldn't be fun I'm not saying it would, well, it probably wouldn't be fun either because I wouldn't be fun, but <laughs> I'm glad you got to go. I think that was, that's uh, yeah. really awesome. It was wonderful. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's why we we take a pretty long, it's been over a month. It has been over a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we got to get back into the swing of yeah. things. So we're here and we're doing our thing. We are doing our thing. So I have a quickie for you. All right, let's do this. If you had to travel by alternative methods, would you prefer flying with wings or being magically transported zap one place to the next? (laughs) Okay, I think we sort of have had this one. I don't think it was in this. I think we got to choose which way we we went. And actually, honestly, I think it was between swimming and flying. I think so. Yes. And I'm going to stick with my flying. I do like the idea of just going 
and being someplace. Yeah. I like the magical summoning. Yeah. But like one point A to point B. Uh-huh. Poof. But I want to fly. Oh, kind of like disapparating basically in the Harry Potter yes, world. Exactly. Essentially the same thing. I don't want to fly. I still have issues with that. I feel like <laughs> it would be more uncomfortable than you understand. <laughs> It's not that I'm afraid of heights or flying or anything. I just think it would be cold and it would be work and there'd be (laughs) bugs and like a bird would hit you and all kinds of shit. Oh, you're totally right. Totally right. And I wouldn't do it with the cape, but I would also try to stay away from airplanes. You know? Yeah. You got to deal with those fuckers. There are a lot of other stuff that you would have to deal with, but I think I'd get over a lot of- And now there's drones and other fucking shit in the air. Oh my God, you're right. Uh, Yeah. No, I hear you, but I think I still would like to. Okay, well, there you go. (laughs) So all of that is because we have uh, both options in our book today that we read. So this is, it's June, guys. It's Pride Month. Mm -hmm. And in honor of Pride Month, we wanted to get back to an LGBTQ plus book. Um, So we are reading today Wicked Omens by Patricia Eddy, which is a Mm -hmm. man-on-man romance novel. Yeah, the one we did before. It's our first one. Yeah, it was two ladies. We did some ladies, some lesbian Mm -hmm. action in a previous many, so fucking many episodes ago. ago. (laughs) And we apologize for not getting back. And, you know, it's it's taking us a while to, like, find an actual rhythm of to, like, follow different themes and stuff. But I know. uh, I know. know, It's hard. It's it's hard. We'll get there. But this was a great book. And, uh, yeah. Do you want to just... I'm going to do as best I can. Because, again, Mm -hmm. (laughs) everyone knows that when the uh, action and plot gets a little heavy, Mm. I just, I can't, I can't clits notes that all for which you. there You're gonna is have to a read lot it yourself and this is actually like i think technically considered a novella it's not very long mm-hmm. it's part of the midnight coven series wicked coven mm-hmm. right that was the name of it so i don't know if everyone remembers but a couple years ago there was this uh, a group of authors like 13 authors who were called the midnight coven and they would write short stories or novellas on a theme and like release them all one after i want to say a week apart each or something like yeah it was yeah Mm -hmm. so the first two uh series that they did they did one on vampire brides and vampire mates i think was the second one and then this is the third one that they did as a group and it was about witches so it was wicked coven and the thing that i thought was really neat about all these ones is they had the same scene at the beginning of each book kind of like start the book where all of the books had to have their characters went to the witches ball in new orleans and thea showed up and cursed the entire coven like all the witches who were attending the ball and then you know they could go out and do their stories on their own but it was a really unique way to tie all of the books together. So this is one of those books. It's Wicked Omens. It's really cool because our friend Corinne O'Flynn was the one who wrote that spell. Yes. 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 That author who, mm-hmm. we, who we like very much. Yes. So in this book, we have Killian, who is a witch, or as he likes to say, warlock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not really a fan of being called a witch. Um, and he's from England, and he's got a kind of tragic past where his one possibly true love, the guy who he was falling in love with, who he'd grown up with, ended up dying in tragic circumstances kind of at his own hand in a way that makes him feel like he is a bad person and guilty for killing his would-be lover. And so he kind of takes himself out of society. He's afraid of his magic because it keeps going awry every time he tries to use it. Even though people keep telling him he's like the most powerful witch of an age, Mm -hmm. he just won't use it because it tends to blow up things and burn things down. But he gets summoned to the ball, the witch's ball on Samhain in New Orleans. And then we also have Maddox, who is a lesser angel. He's half human, half angel. He's up in the celestial realm and he's struggling because his brother, who is half angel, half incubus, right? Yeah. Succubus, whatever. He's an incubus. Yeah. Uh, half demon. is He's been banished from the celestial realm. He has to live on Earth. Well, first he lived in hell for a hundred years, but now he's back on Earth. And he has to try to clean his soul because he, he participated in some things with a demon that's made him ineligible to be in heaven anymore yeah. so he's working on that maddox misses sinclair a lot so he wants to try to help so he goes to Azrael and he's like hey how can i help my brother i want to help clean his soul and get him back to heaven sooner and Azrael's like well i need you to go get this vial of celestial sand that the witches have stolen so go down to new orleans get the sand come back here and, and we'll talk about how that's going to help your brother and so maddox is on this mission to save 
his brother and to steal this sand. And Killian doesn't even know why he's there. He's just been summoned. <laughs> so <laughs> Thea shows up. She casts her curse. Everything goes to hell in the in the mansion. Like people can't see. There's smoke. There's, yeah. Like their ears are ringing and bleeding and like stumbling around. And Maddox has no fucking clue. He's managed to grab the sand, but he's now like blind, basically he's trying so to get out of the mansion. Discombobulated. And he gets hit by a car, and he's lying on the ground, like bleeding and dying. And Killian walks by, and he's like, "Oh no!" And he doesn't really want to help him because he's afraid that because part of the spell uh, destroyed his cuff. Yes. Yes. He has this magical cuff that would keep his power tamped down so he wouldn't accidentally blow things up. And that got destroyed with the spell. So now he's just like a wild magic, Mm -hmm. like surging through him at any moment. So he stops to help Maddox, but he's kind of afraid that he's going to blow up the whole French Quarter if he doesn't get out of there soon. (laughs) So anyway, they go back. He he carries Maddox back to his hotel. He bandages his arm and helps him heal. And then a whole bunch of shit happens where like every five minutes, one of them gets kidnapped or or (laughs) summoned away or tortured to death. Well, not death, but tortured in a basement somewhere or, you know, all kinds of things yes. can happen. Back and forth, back and forth. Where's the sand? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> uh, what's the whole... Yeah. <laughs> like, well, because there's all of these witches that really hate Killian, apparently, because of issues. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the angels are kind of mad at Maddox because, you know, they're like, what are you doing down there with that dude? Because <laughs> uh, obviously they, uh, they have a connection. Yes. As soon as they meet, things start to happen between the two of them. Butterflies flutter. There's a spark. Angel wings are literally being engraved (laughs) into Killian's chest. Yes. As he spends more and more time with Maddox. Ah, is. Like, he's, like, branding on his body, his angel's wings. It's so cool. It is so (laughs) cool. I I love that that part of the, I don't know, like, because from all the other books that, that I've read, and I didn't read very many, there wasn't anything like that, so. I thought that that or was no. there no I didn't think so okay no that's it's very unique to this yeah. one in Patricia's book it's not like a piece of the curse that everyone has to no. use or anything at all because they kind of are allowed to interpret the curse in a different yeah. way they all created their own stories and how they wanted like, to translate the, that the core of the curse seems to be your you will be plagued by like your greatest fear yes until you acknowledge and move on mm-hmm. from it. like until you accept it so if you have something that you're kind of holding on so like for Killian he thinks he truly has bought into his head that he killed Oliver, his lover. And when you hear the whole story, you realize, no, that's not what happened at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to hear the whole story. Blaming, yeah. He is blaming himself for it. He will not get over this. And it seems like this twisted curse has get, like put him in a position where he's he's m- meeting another man, a man who could be his soulmate or his or just, you know, a partner for him who he'd have yeah. a good connection with at the same time that this curse happens in order to punish him in his yeah. mind. Because he's now afraid that he'll be the death of, of Maddox. new person, yeah. But if he can actually get out of that mindset and realize that this was not his fault and all he needs to do is embrace mm-hmm. the potential romance and love with Maddox and that actually will help him move past the curse. Yeah. I don't know what the curse is doing to Maddox, really. <laughs> I was wondering about that too. I mean, it mainly affected because Killian's the witch. Yeah, it's supposed to be against the witch. Yeah, I think it only affected Maddox as far as physically because then he got like he was almost like he was drunk, and so when he was stumbling through (laughs) the French Quarter, everybody was like, "Hey, man, nice wings!" And like you know, he gets hit by a car. Nobody helps him. Like it's just. It's really upsetting. It's very upsetting. But having been to New Orleans and seen the driving there, I absolutely believe he got run over by a car and no one would have stopped to help. Oh my God, you're so right. I was like, oh yeah, I get this now. You either get hit by a car or you fall into a seven foot pothole. Like, it's gonna yeah. happen. It's gonna happen. One of those things is happening. <laughs> so true. <laughs> But yeah. Yeah. Then to cap it off, they end up together. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of action scenes. And, like, yeah. there's a showdown in a cemetery with some vampires and, <laughs> and witches and this and that, you know, lots of shit. But I'm not going to go into all of that. <laughs> no. It's such a quick read, guys. And even for me, it was really fast. And 
I honestly thought I'd read this book before, but as I kept reading it and kept reading it, I was like, no, I have never once fucking touched this book. And I, really? Yes! I thought, I thought you read it when we were in Shameless I last, thought like I read it years there ago. too. I ended up, it was another. You read um, a different one of the Wicked Covens? Yes, it was another Coven book that I read. Or the um, Cursed Coven. It wasn't Wicked Coven, it's Cursed Coven. Yes, it is right? Cursed Coven. Yes, hers is Wicked Omens. Saying, hers is Wicked but they're all Wicked They something. all say Wicked something. Wait, that's the half. They have to title them that way. We should probably check to make sure we're saying the right shit. <laughs> Give me a second. Hold on. <laughs> Cursed Coven, thirteen books. There we go. <laughs> and they all have wicked in the title. That's like what wicked it is. War- Warlock, wicked omens, wicked love. Yes. Okay. Apologies. <laughs> We've got it. But no, I hadn't read that one. I think I read a, a wolf one and uh, something. No, was it? no. Why am I saying wolf? Did you read um, uh, Amelia Hutchins? I read Amelia's. Did that one have a wolf? Because that yeah. Okay. I think he's a he's a werewolf. It was one where and like she's a witch. She had to, it was that one was hers are like <laughs> hers are like dark. Yeah, <laughs> like you have got to be okay with some borderline rough yes shit. yes 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 i because i was i was reading uh this one i was like no i i've never touched this one and i don't i don't know why and i know because i vividly had the cover of the book in my head and i think you have a copy of it in the bookshelf behind you um <laughs> because we because we've i think we collected a couple of ones i don't know i feel like we've i think we have it but anyway, so I guess I was just like, yeah, I've, I've already read this because I've read a couple of them, but I hadn't. So my bad. <laughs> this is a brand new book to me. <laughs> well, good. that's good. I yeah. have read it because mm-hmm. I read all of them when they came out. Yeah. So we read Corinne O'Flynn's and Lisa Manifold's for, yeah. was that for episode 50 when we had yes, them Yes, we did. Yeah, because we had previously did the vampire books of theirs, their Forever series or something. And then we were able to interview them for our 50th episode for the witch books. That's when yeah. Corinne told us that she was the one who wrote the spell. She, she wrote the spell. Yeah, we did Wicked Love and Wicked Truth, which were mm-hmm. Lisa and Corinne's books in this series uh, for episode 50. Yeah. So guys, go back to oh, that. Oh, that was a great episode. Such a good, that episode. Was a good episode. Those were yeah, great books. Again, I love these, yeah, and I and I do they too. didn't do any. They did a a whole like large one book on uh, Faye after this, but it was all like oh. the, it was their individual stories in one whole. book. Oh, it was an anthology. And I don't know what. Yeah, an anthology, and that's fine. I didn't ever get that, or I think we actually do own that. I haven't read it. I don't know why, but I just loved this setup, setup so much, and yes. especially having the curse that had to tie mm-hmm. through all the books, and then reading them as they came out. I, it just, I loved it, and I kind of wish they'd do it again. It's a very brilliant way to set up a, a book, and I remember Corinne asking us if we, as readers, thought that that was confusing, and I didn't think of it at all. And I just like in my head, I keep thinking of uh, like a sun with different points just coming out of it like a drawn sun yeah. you know like when you're four years old and you draw a sun that's how i see yeah. it so the spell's right in the middle and the books are all just extensions of it and i loved it i thought it was really good and obviously you read them all so you got to see the full spectrum of it but the mm-hmm. few that i got to read i mean i i loved how they just all tied together by this one little spell the you know this party in salem or not in salem and ha- exactly uh, well uh, <laughs> new orleans thank you and to have all the different authors take on it was mm-hmm. very interesting too i mean i just i really did appreciate yeah. It. I, I would read these again. I would read a something like this again. Yes. Um, I liked their vampire ones too, but I liked this more because it had more to hang mm-hmm. on together. Yeah, it was tied. The the vampire ones big thing was when you met your mate, your heart would start beating again. Yes. The vampire's hearts would start beating again. And that was really the only thing that was the same between each one. Mm-hmm. So other than that, they're just vampire books, which, you know, fine. No, vampires fine. are cool. They just evolved their idea into... But yeah, just to give a slightly more of a yeah. chunk to hang all 13 stories on. I really... Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Love it. And you Do liked again. them all, like most, or at least most of them that you read, right? Out of the Oh, series. I did. I liked them all. I mean, they all are different. Yeah. So I like them to different degrees. Like I say, Amelia... I like Amelia, but she is a tough read. Like her characters are brutal to each other. They always end up with the happily ever after, but they go through some shit oh, no. <laughs> before they get there. And it's a little rough. Okay. If you aren't slightly like on the edge of into like BDSM and some shit, it might be too much. Because sure. it's a little like uh, her men are assholes. <laughs> uh, they do it for their good reasons, but... If it, so she's a little, she's a tougher read. Yeah. I think it depends on how, how you like sure, things. Sure, yeah. But 
Uh, but all of the authors are different. They so are different. That's kind of the point. And I is... love it. Yeah. And I love yeah. that Patricia put in a gay couple into oh, this bunch so good. of just... This was such a good book for this series, mm-hmm. too. And was such a unique take on it to have the angel added in. Because yeah. some of the other ones are, you know, Witch Witch. Or I think there's a couple of like a Witch Shifter. I think that was Corinne's that we read. I thought it was Amelia's. Well, no. He, I think... Well, I think she, he, she did it, too. I think he was a wolf. Yeah. But... um. Corinne's was a jaguar. Oh, okay. I honestly, I this was a while ago. I really don't remember. Oh, it was. And then vampires so many, were still two in years it. Ago and or it yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Vampires. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of stuff. Anyway, we, yeah. But no, the witch and the angel, and to have this be a gay couple was just so cute. And like that, like flash forward scene at one point where um, I want to say it was Killian was like kind of dreaming about their future together. Yeah. Was so cute. Mm-hmm. Like staying in his little cabin, the two of them. And I was just like, mm, I love you too. I know. So it is really adorable. I love loved this book i thought it was a lot of a and it was such a fast read and even though and i know that you don't like to talk about the excitement no of we can the, talk about it well the which i think it's too much i think i agree with you on that with like the action <laughs> i just scenes. can't possibly explain everything no well and that's just like a lot of our books where like we can't go into that detail you have to no, read it yourself you have to read it but it's good we're not saying it that is good we don't want to talk about it because we don't like no. it we don't want to talk about it because there's a lot there there's a lot there. yeah i mean i loved when Maddox, who is barely understands the human realm, mm-hmm. Killian gets snapped away by the coven. He gets summoned by the coven. Well, really, they were summoning the glass vial where the sand was, and because he was holding it, so he got summoned by them. Mm-hmm. They're all pissed because the glass, the the sand, sand is, is gone. gone. It's empty. Bye bye. Well, actually, he had it in his pocket the whole time, and they just didn't search him very well. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit like, come on, ladies, let's be better about this. <laughs> They had those like big guys with him that were or with them that they yeah. were like just holding all of the guys down and stuff. So I know yeah. it was so funny. <laughs> so but and then so all Maddox knows is that Killian's been zapped away mm-hmm. and he has like no clothes and like no money and no anything and he's stuck on Earth and he doesn't know if he can even get back and he doesn't have the sand that he was supposed to take mm-hmm. back. And so instead he like takes Killian's wallet and goes and buys pants. Yeah, because he can't. <laughs> and then he just walks into the <laughs> coven house and rescues. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even know how to pick locks. He has to call his brother who talks to him over the phone and tells him how to pick locks. And I'm like, (laughs) if there's ever a skill that I don't think can be imparted over the phone, (laughs) it's lock picking. (laughs) Not every single lock's the same. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just was like, oh, man, that'd be so hard. But he's an angel, you know, so he learns fast. He can do shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just, like, gets Killian out. And it's just such an... It's such a cute, well, not cute, because it's all, like, torture and shit, but (laughs) (laughs) it's just, prior to that, you really weren't sure how Maddox could handle this, because he doesn't come across at the beginning of the book as being very, how to put it politely, (laughs) competent. Uh, you're right, because he seems sort of like, like when you said he was a lesser angel, I didn't, th- I'm like, yes, that's 100% <laughs> him. But that's because he's part us. He's part human. Yes, he's part human. It's not his fault. <laughs> but even with, like, yes, he's part human, but he seems to have less understanding of humanity. And yeah. he doesn't seem to be very good at being an angel either. <laughs> he seems kind of mixed up. <laughs> It was almost kind of like he wanted to prove himself to both, I guess, the angels, the hierarchy of angels, and to his brother that he could actually do something. But he wanted to save his brother. Or yeah, not really save, but I guess redeem, right? Yeah, he wanted to help redeem sin. Yeah, to do all of that. But he d- he really did just seem like the lost little brother that doesn't really know his own. I was kind of, I feel as if he might have been modeled a little bit on like Castiel from Supernatural. Oh, like yeah. Some of the times where Castiel just doesn't understand the real world. Yeah. And D- Dean and Sam have to be like, buddy, it's voicemail. <laughs> He's my favorite character. He's so good. It's so good. <laughs> no, you're right. I think that there were a lot of that, the, those aspects in there. Because he was, after he got blasted by that spell, and then was just stumbling through <laughs> yeah. New Orleans, I was like, dude, you're an angel. I feel feel like you should be able to like recover quickly i don't know <laughs> there was some of that that made it i think that was supposed to be what the spell did to him okay because like when he left heaven the angel that sends you to earth did warn him that when he's on the earthen realm because he's half human his human side takes over a little bit more he's still immortal and he still will heal just slower mm-hmm. but then i think the spell really 
maybe that was his fear was that it would amp up his inability to heal as well or you know i think that's what it did to him okay because he seemed way more fucked up right that first time yeah that's true than he was later after other things happened to him yeah after he bought pants that fit (laughs) 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 what did you think about the sex because let me tell you, I always wait for, obviously, we read these books for the sex. We're mm-hmm. talking about, that's the point of our, our podcast is to do this, is to talk about the relationship and the sex. And I, more than almost any other book that we've ever read, could not wait until I got to the sex scene on this. <laughs> and it's between I'm two so men. I'm so interested to read yeah. gay sex. And I mean, I to, as a true caveat, we do have to, I mean, you know, obviously Patricia Eddy's a lady, so this is mm-hmm. gay sex written by a woman. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I'm sure she's done her research (laughs) yes but yeah it was fascinating so i liked how uh, what i really liked is every time they touch like before we even get there as they touch each other and hold each other both of them are just like it calmed me it reassured Mm -hmm, me mm -hmm. there was like sparks flying between them and like their pain seemed to lessen the more they like held each other which was really sweet and then you are dealing with it's very obvious. Like Maddox, we know is inexperienced. Yes. He has only been on Earth. Like he was visiting his brother Sinclair one other time, like in Seattle. And he made an effort to like kiss different people because he wanted to see what it yeah. was like. Because his brother is a uh, incubus. So he takes energy, sexual energy from people. And so he wa- Maddox watched this happen a lot. And then he's like, well, I wonder. I mean, he doesn't need the sexual energy, obviously. But he was interested in what the whole physical aspect of humanity, sexuality was. Yeah. So he tried kissing a lady did nothing for Mm -hmm. him he was like man this i'm just gonna go back to heaven and then his brother talked him into trying to kiss a man yeah and he did and he really liked it and he was apparently going to go further and that's when (laughs) asriel ripped him back to heaven and was like why are you about to fuck a man (laughs) (laughs) yes why are you about to fuck that human but anyway so that's like his only experience so we know that he doesn't have Mm -hmm. i didn't think killian did much either i know he and oliver were like on the cusp of starting a relationship so obviously they weren't physical before they were you know no so it didn't seem they never got to have sex because he did die before that they kissed Mm -hmm. and then at one point killian mentioned he dated like three guys since then just a little bit right just really to to get the urge out i guess you know (laughs) well yeah sound like they were very long-term or you know thorough relationships no and i think and it was because he he's got he's in that mindset where he doesn't deserve love right no exactly he killed his lover so he mm-hmm. can't possibly be deserving of a new relationship right so anyway so i really did like that and then it was kind of that i was a little bit i, I just didn't know how they were going to end up there because of both of their hesitancies you know yeah like maddox not really knowing how the whole thing works yes and then killian being like no i don't deserve you yes but anyway like maddox just steps into that shower the first time like after they're back at the new hotel once they've escaped some other tragedy so brave Um, so brave (laughs) because you don't really know like i just and i know that they're feeling it and they're they're exchanging looks and and i think he kissed his cheek once or something so you yeah there's light touches here and there to make that leap is really such a big you know choice yeah and so yeah he just gets in the shower and he jerks off killian from oh my god it's It's just yeah it was a good scene i couldn't help but think how in the way his goddamn wings are all the time (laughs) Every time we have an angel involved in any of these stories, I'm always like, those are absolutely in the way and they're not helpful in this situation. Why can't you retract your wings? Can we just make them like a retractable? Like, I know that they can go in, but they're still there. Well, I think he can completely suck them into his body, but he said that was awkward for long periods of time. Oh, so I guess if you're in the throes of like, passion, that. you wouldn't want that additional like mm. discomfort. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. But I guess it's not uncomfortable to lay on them. I'm, I'm assuming it would be very uncomfortable to lay on your wings, but I, I guess it's not because they're always laying on them. He's always on them. Because, <laughs> uh, well, we get one sex scene and he is on the bottom. But, yes. So, yes, and he's, his wings are open, so he's laying on them. I would assume they would be uncomfortable too, even though they're soft and feathery. I know, but I think of it like if my arms were behind my back and I had to lay on my arms, how much my arms would hurt. <laughs> think about like your shoulder blades being yeah. much larger in like on a peg, I guess. Okay, yeah. we're stupid and getting into details that don't matter. But... <laughs> that have absolutely no bearing on anything. No, this has nothing to do with the book. 
It is. But yeah, so so we get that cute, that shower scene, which is just the hand job by Maddox. Mm-hmm. And then Killian kind of goes to sleep because he's been really injured at this point. He was just tortured. Yeah. But then when he wakes up, you know, they're in bed together and, and Maddox is kind of like petting him, <laughs> stroking his stomach. And they go and they get they get busy. They get busy. They make out. Like, they have a pet. They is there a blowjob in this? Yeah, Killian yeah. Um, sucks Maddox off. Yeah, it's very. I liked that. I scene liked too. that scene as well. And I loved how because Killian knew of Maddox's inexperience, was really soft and gentle at first, and made mm-hmm. sure that everything was ready to go. Lube and condoms. Lube and condoms. Nice and well, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the whole necessary items to make the situation good. So, yeah, yeah I just, it was great. I mean, that's really it then. We don't really get another one, right? Because then we just go we right don't, into. And I really wanted another one because we I, did, got I was like, wait, wait, to the, give me some more sex. The very <laughs> end of the book. And I was like, yes, they're going to fucking bang again. And I wanted it. They didn't. That's okay. I guess my imagination were all good. But here's the thing. I can't help. But to imagine these two big, burly, strong, muscular, (laughs) fit men who, okay, I am not a man, nor am I (laughs) fit in any way. (laughs) But I can just, I'm just using what I know of anatomy. And I can't really picture, no, I can picture it, but I can't imagine it being as easy as it was described with the initial penetration of an anal. Like, Mm -hmm. that shit is, like, it's It's so hard. It's so hard. But I think that, I mean, it sounded like Killian really did the work, you know. Yes, he got him prepped. Like, first finger, two Mm -hmm. finger, three finger, like, working through the fingers to kind of stretch the cavity and make sure it's all well and good. But it does feel like if you're that muscled, like, your ass would be really muscled, and wouldn't that make it harder? (laughs) I feel like it just, like, I don't know about other people. (laughs) Also, I mean, I, again, not a man, so I'm not using the right... that's exactly. Like, the right orientation here to think of it, but... <laughs> yeah, we we apologize for any advent. We just we're we're this is from our own thoughts, so we obviously don't understand. I did appreciate the face to face aspect. I of do them like that too because I I was never sure how sex you know gay sex really worked you know and and it, was it always doggy style or not right. you know mm-hmm. like you see different things and porn and stuff and so I liked the way she described it because it did feel a little bit more intimate for the two of them for a first time mm-hmm. and you know to really see each other and especially for Maddox yeah you know yeah being his first entire yeah. time and. And even Killian talks about that, how he always wants to stare in his eyes and Mm -hmm. want to experience that with him face to face. So I just thought that was really, it was really beautiful. It was a great, it was a hot scene. I really liked it. I enjoyed the easing of it on that because... It's not, you know, sex is not easy. At least not, it, I'm talking about personal experience here. <laughs> it's not my thing. It's not my bag. I don't like it. So, And for me, it's like, I want to like it. And I think that it does work. And it feels good when it when enough of it's been prepped for it. But it is hard still to, to do that. So I don't know. But I just love, I loved reading about it. I love watching it. Yeah. <laughs> we should talk about we should talk That kind of gets that. into our kiss and tell for the episode. Segway through. We'll go right into it. Because we don't have direct, obviously. No. We do a kiss not. and tell for this. But I think we're going to talk about gay porn and other ways in which we consume gay erotica. Mm-hmm. Because this is, I think there's no doubt that this book was written for us. Yes. It's part of a series of romance novels by women for women. Mm-hmm. It just is one with gay protagonists in it. And that's great. That's fine. And so, like, how is it that we consume mm-hmm. gay erotic material? And, like, how do we feel about it? How do we discover it? Like, all kinds of things yeah what do you think <laughs> yeah no i that, that's why i say i like i love i appreciate that patricia went this way with this one story out of this whole series of books and she she wrote about a gay couple i actually enjoy watching it i like i mm-hmm. i've said before i am a porn watcher and that is that doesn't exclude really any of that other stuff now i can't watch any of the really aggressive stuff like bdsm is a little bit too hard for me yeah as soon as i see somebody slapping another like if the guy slaps a girl in the face i'm done like i have to leave i just can't you know know, if it gets way too aggressive for me then i just uh, that's it that's not a turn on to me no for me either like like a nice little slap on the butt or something like that like well sure that's just cute but as soon as you start stepping on her head and smacking her in the face (laughs) i'm fucking done (laughs) 
That's not sexy. That is not sexy. But you know what? Other people like it, and that's okay. We're not kink shaming here. It's just not what my preference is. But, you know, my searches include gay porn, lesbian porn, all of that. So to me, I'm like totally comfortable with it. I still get aroused by it. It's attractive to me. I really love, if I'm going to watch it, I really love two guys and one girl. But when it's not the girl that's in the center, it's the guy that's in the center. Mm, Okay. Yeah. I'm not a big porn watcher. We've discussed it's just not. <laughs> I get enough out of these books. Yes. I read a lot of romance, a lot of erotica, and that's all my brain needs for it. Mm-hmm. But while I haven't watched very much, and I, fuck, I don't even remember the last time I watched any at all. Some of the most porn I watched was gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny mm-hmm. and I kind of ironic. But mm-hmm. when I was first being introduced to porn and like seeing it younger, like late teens, early 20s, I just generally find that it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like uh, the focus on like the women. They just don't look like they're having fun and it's just uncomfortable sure. for me yeah, yeah. a lot of the time. But I found that I liked when it was two guys together. It was a lot more interesting and turned me on more. It was just more male body to consume and be interested in, right? Do you think that it has something to do with the thought that they are a little bit more vulnerable in a situation like that and I don't mean to say that like that's a negative thing or something but I feel like it's so easy for men to be like ugh gay porn you know so they don't uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say no I think that's exactly and I think that part comes up we might as well go right now into our fun fuck fact because all of this is so tied in together yeah so I have an article, it's on NBCnews.com, and the article's called, When No One Is Looking, Many Women Are Watching mm-hmm. Gay Porn. Heterosexual porn is designed for men, and a researcher finds it often makes women uncomfortable. Mm. And this article's by Tim Fitzsimmons, and it's from July 25th, 2018. Okay. And so Pornhub came along, you know, and they are basically just an aggregator. Yes. It's not like Pornhub itself makes the porn. It's more the site where all the porn lives. And part of what they can do with all of this tech is track patterns, behavior, like views and what's being watched and who watches it. So it, they discovered in 2015 that a third of the site's gay male porn views were women. Mm-hmm. And before that, there was not a real study done on this. And so... Lucy Neville, a researcher who found this information, then wrote an article, like a book about this, about how women watch gay porn and why, and kind of like trying to get to the bottom of it, did a lot of interviews and stuff. And it really does come down to heterosexual porn focuses on the female body. Mm-hmm. There's very little, you don't see the guys all that often, and you definitely usually never see them come, like their faces. You see their ejaculate just because people like that, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there is a sense that, like women tend, you know, are like worried for other women yes you know and it kind of feels a little uncomfortable or like you're not 100% sure if they're well that's just like I say well like when he's slapping her stepping on her head I'm fucking done I can't do it I don't want this I'm done I don't I feel bad I I identify with her and I don't like this Mm -hmm. right but if you take that all out and it's just two guys yeah one you get a lot more male body you get a lot more of the like attractive thing that we're looking for you see more penis and more you know men on men and you get their faces and their intensity you get their emotions. And it's more versus, versatile. They they do more things with each other instead of just like, oh, let me put my penis in your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or your ass or your mouth. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? like, yeah. I mean, we get to that too. That all happens. Sure. But, but it just, it's exciting and different for us because mm-hmm. it's actually something we don't see or experience. And so yeah, it's not it kind of is liberating. That we can't ever experience on our own. I mean, we can if we go through that transition, but it's just not something that is very, you don't, this is the easiest way to get I love watching them and it's part of the ones that I show up yeah. for me I don't know that I've ever been uncomfortable with with any of it unless it got violent <laughs> if it got violent then I got super in, uh, uncomfortable but yeah yeah I mean again I am not a connoisseur so I can't speak from a lot of experience mm-hmm. like the things I've seen I've just been like there's a lot of bouncing boobs and those are fine boobs are fun but when it's two guys together it just does feel a little bit more sensual and less aggressive i don't know. i've never seen <laughs> i have to tell you i've never seen an aggressive gay porn no it's loving it is it's it seems much, yeah. a lot more like sweet and loving whereas yeah some of the other it just gets really and, and there, there seems to be like a se- like the the sexual dynamics of the power dynamics yeah. of men and women kind of can be tough another thing this article points out is that the women surveyed express a strong desire to consume ethical porn mm. and it feels like at least to them from this perspective it feels like the male actors participate in it enjoyably in a way that sometimes they worry women performers do not oh. because of the gender dynamics so now this may not be accurate sure. it's just the perspective 
perception of the women watching that they feel like, well, I'm watching this. This feels more ethical to me. Mm. Whereas sometimes heterosexual porn can feel exploitative, especially of the women. I could see that. That makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Well, and especially nowadays where this, mm-hmm. we're speaking up for ourselves a lot more. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really interesting. I like that. So, it's just an interesting article and something that I hadn't put together in the little porn that I've watched. Mm-hmm. But when we read this book and I started thinking about it, because I do enjoy these stories. And I think I've read another one. I thought for I was going to suggest it for the podcast and then I forget now. Another I it was pi- gay male. Yeah, man. I think it was gay pirates and it was written by a gay man. So oh, I felt okay. like I got to fucking dig that book up. And we got to do that in, uh, yeah. in the future. Because then we would have hit our male <laughs> author too. Male author. Which we don't have very much of. Actually, we only have yeah. one of. So Yes, only one. Yeah. Well, two, but one of them was a barely romance. So Oh, yeah, you're right. That one was not. Okay. Well, cool. I mean, yeah. you guys, this was a short book. It was a novella, so there really wasn't much more that we can say other than that. They had a great love story. The sex scene was hot. And they end up together. They actually... What does the sand, does the sand actually do something to Maddox? I know all of a sudden it's like in his skin and in his wings and stuff. Is it? So when it broke, when, okay, so he stole it and then all the things went bad and he stumbled out of the house and got hit by the car. And I think that's when it broke, the vial broke. Mm -hmm. And when Killian pulled it out of his pocket, some of it fell onto Maddox's skin Mm. and he was injured. So it was healing him. It's actually part of why he did heal as fast as he did. Okay. And then they dumped the rest of the sand across New Orleans. Into the air. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like magic dust. And then the witches were going to take the sand out of Maddox. Yes, they were. They were. They were extracting it they out were, of him. They were pulling it and out. And that was hurting him. That actually was not a good thing, I don't think. No, it was painful. Because yeah. it was then, rec- like, the injuries the sand had helped heal, I think, were turning. Were coming back. The sand was mm-hmm. being removed, I think. I don't know. I struggled a little bit. And at the end of the day, didn't the vampires just kill all the witches that were bad? Except for one. Okay. Jezebel was the one who got away. Got away. But they killed the main witch. The one that was... Delilah? I don't even remember her name. Something. Dahlia? Yeah. And with the help of the vampire Mist. Yes. Who is Sin's friend. Yes. I don't remember the head witch's name. I only remember Jezebel. And Jezebel is Oliver's twin sister who yes. super hates Killian because she 100% blames him for Oliver's death. She's a fucking idiot. I had a fucking problem with her because <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know, I love my brother too, but you have to be reasonable. Yeah. And so we should actually say it because I know we've we, we've alluded to it a couple of times. So what really happened was sometime around his 20, like in their 20s, Oliver ran afoul of a vampire and was turned into a Mm -hmm. vampire. So he tried to live as a good vampire, but his sire never trained him. And so his first couple of feedings ended up in death. And one of those was a werewolf. So then the pack member of that werewolf hunted him down to kill him Mm -hmm. and had already bitten off his hand and did some other like damaging things. When Killian heard, you know, Oliver's scream and showed up to help and he tried to blast them away from each other. And in doing so, he killed the werewolf and Oliver ended up impaled on a fence. Yes. Severely in his heart. injured? <laughs> like in his in his chest. Yeah. Killian pulled him down and tried to heal him with his magic, but he ended up burning up his heart yeah. or something. Because he, he still had, he hadn't controlled his magic at that point. No. And he was too emotionally distraught to see mm. seeing his lover getting killed by a werewolf to function correctly, mm-hmm. right? And so naturally, Jezebel, Oliver's sister, only blames Killian. Yes. Which is the stupidest fucking, like I understand being in pain and hurt, but your brother killed a werewolf and the werewolf pack came for him. Yeah. Like, he was not surviving. No, there there was other circumstances and stories around that. Yeah. She was not level-headed at all. She's a real big bitch. <laughs> no, she sucked. And she just... And, and it seemed like the curse took her even further. It did. Like, somehow the curse... She said, like, the curse took her heart away and so now she doesn't feel anything so she wants to hurt him more. And I was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> But anyway, she sucks. (sighs) Yeah, she was the only one that that survived, though. They let her go. They let her go? I thought he, I thought Killian let her go. Oh, okay. Killian did. Yeah. Because he was being, like, nice. But I would not have been nice to that bitch. No. Because since the minute he showed up, she was fucking with him and, like, putting curses on him. And I'm like, buddy, like. From the very beginning. And it's been, like, ten years, too. Yeah. And, you know, the story closes with him. I think he forgives himself and he moves on. He finds out Maddox is his one true love. And they do end up together. And the... I don't know. Somehow they operate back into 
they Killian's get back house to England <laughs> with his familiar, the cat, Tiny. Tiny. And then he starts using his magic. Like as Yeah, Delphine. Delphine. Oh, you're right. Started with the D. Good. It was close. Good, that good. Was close. See? That's Delilah. Awesome. <laughs> That's close. Yeah, it's close enough. And they, they pretty much well actually actually I don't know what happens with Maddox at that. I know he's there, I just don't know what happens as far as Azrael and his angel. I think life he goes. just decided he didn't want to go back to heaven and so he just stays. It. Yeah, because they didn't he say didn't they say something at the beginning like you'll you can get stuck there or if you don't yeah. fulfill this you'll But he's still like he's not gonna be full fledged angel but he's gonna have like a long life and yeah that's what it was and be kind of able to do some of his magic or some of his angel powers he will eventually become mortal but i mean killian's kind of mortal too anyway yeah. he just is gonna live long because he's a witch so it just feels like they're gonna be fine yeah they'll be fine <laughs> they'll, they're, they're good they're gonna be fine killian's got his magic and maddox has his man we're all good <laughs> Yeah, we're all good. They they got each other, and that's all we ever wanted. And Killian can use magic. He's not afraid of his magic anymore. Yes. Well, that was the actually really nice thing about an interesting thing about the curse in all the books. So the curse seems like so dramatic, mm-hmm. right? But in the end, it helps every single it witch really who does. goes through it. It does. Be- well, except for like the ones who die, but. Um, <laughs> Because at the end of the day, they needed to face that problem, yes. like that thing that was they were the most afraid mm-hmm. of anyway. Conquer and your they fear. Had to conquer it and move forward better in their life. Yeah. So either Thea was just like, hey, I actually really love you guys. Or she's like, oh, damn, I didn't realize it was actually going to help them in the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I liked, I mean. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's read this thing. You ready? Sure. Okay. Let's do sex in the book and we'll just say one right after the other. Okay. All right. Sex in the book. One, two, three, eight. Seven. 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 Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. I gave it an eight because I wanted it to have just a little bit more. And I loved that it was, obviously, it's different. It's different than we've ever had because we've never had gay sex before. So this nope. was, I, I appreciated that. Uh, it's really mm-hmm. good. I agree. I just also wanted slightly more, and that is why I said <laughs> seven. <laughs> Give me more. I was really holding on and hanging on to the very end there, and then I was just like, okay, it's like 90-something percent. I got it, but it was the beginning of a different, like an intro to a different story. I was like, oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. But that's okay. Yeah, it's all good. We can just imagine them in their, their gay sex. Yes. <laughs> and we do, so... Yeah, we do. But it was a good book. We recommend it. We we hope that I you guys do. did read along with us on that. All right. So for our next book, we are going to read Wolf Gone Wild by Juliet Cross. And I was in the middle of getting the uh, narrator on this. And then <laughs> I stopped. I stopped doing it. And now I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Who's our narrator? Oh, narrated by Joanna Fairview and Aiden Snow. So cool. join us for that next time. Oh, that book's almost 12 hours long. It is. Okay. Yep. It is a long one, but it'll be fun. I have been waiting for this book for so fucking long. Have you really? I Yes. I think when it first came out, which let me go and look it up. I saw, I think she's somebody who I just follow on Instagram, I want to say. And I just fell in love with the title, the cutesiness of it, Mm. and like the design of the book, the cover. Mm -hmm. It's actually, I was going to talk about this with this book and we haven't gotten there, but we've already moved on. Uh, So maybe (laughs) we'll talk about it next time. But a lot of romance novels now aren't necessarily having the big muscular men on the covers. Yep. They're kind of moving in other directions. One, I think it's less expensive to have to pay models <laughs> and models, mm-hmm. especially if you're a new author or like self-publishing. Mm-hmm. So this one's just just like a kind of a simple design, a whimsical um, colors, whimsical and... cartoon, almost cartoon kind of look to it, as opposed to photos or anything. Mm-hmm. But I just loved the title of it. And it's a slow burn werewolf romance is what it's called. And then it's it's the first of a series that all have super fucking cute names. 
Like, don't hex and drive. Witches get stitches. Always <laughs> practice safe hex. That's so awesome. <laughs> and I just, oh, I don't know. I love great. a good fucking pun. Mm-hmm. So fucking <laughs> Which means it's probably going to be a funny book. And we love funny. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's a little bit funny. We love that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it is. But anyway, so I put this on our list long ago. And it was going to be another read book for the longest time. Mm. Which is why I have to keep spacing them out. Because I know it's hard. Yeah. Um, for you, it's even harder for me. Obviously, an audiobook I can do at work. I can't <laughs> read a book at work. <laughs> that would be frowned upon. Um, but it just recently went to audio, so I switched it over Perfect. and moved it up so we could we read it faster. It yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love discovering them when they get on audio and they were like, yes, we could do this now. Yeah. So that's our next book and we're looking forward to it. So hopefully you read along with us and then join us in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. when that comes out. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you if you have any comments about our gay porn discussion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted one more piece from the article that I did want to share because it is something that I've thought about as well. The author of the book, so I think I mentioned her at the very beginning of this, but Lucy Neville, who who did this research and wrote Mm -hmm. the book Girls Who Like Boys Who Like Boys, part of her research was she was concerned that gay men would think of this as fetishization of the gay male sex, like women watching it would be kind of like, would have a negative opinion of that. Mm -hmm. Because um, you hear about that sometimes with like when straight women kind of take over gay bars because they feel like they're a safe space for oh, them. Right, right. And it's like, rude, that's a safe space for gay people. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> like it's not for you. Like one or two, whatever. But when it's too many and you have that like pushed out the people for whom that space was originally intended, that's not a, that's not okay. Right. Right. So she asked and she asked over 200 gay men and she reported that they do not have a problem with women watching gay oh, okay. sex. They're like, if it's helping people explore romance and sexuality and possibly breaking down over representation yes. of heterosexuality mm-hmm. in the media, then it's probably a good thing. Oh, that's <laughs> So just good. a little caveat. There's not going to be like a backlash of people like, you don't belong to watch gay porn because right. you're a woman. She doesn't deserve to or, or to write an article about that. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad that she did that. Yeah. She that's wanted awesome. to ask and see if that was, you know, if they, there was concern there. Mm-hmm. And there, there isn't. So that's good. I feel good about that. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like, uh, like we have no experience experience in that we don't we don't know what it is to be a man to be a gay man we don't Mm -hmm. we don't know what it is so we're speaking from ours and yeah a a lesser informed position Mm -hmm. and so it is important to kind of investigate that piece as to whether or not your actions could be deemed as harmful to other definitely um people and especially a marginalized group of people Mm -hmm. um and so to find out that they're not cool or at least those 200 guys she interviewed Now, that's not going to be 100% sure. everyone, but that seems like a pretty sizable number to be like, no, we're fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> if ladies like gay porn, that's fine. <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. All right. So getting back to ending this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I keep remembering shit that I wanted to say. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you want to reach out and talk to us at any time, you can find us on social media at Shh Dirty Books, and that's with three H's, and that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. Thank you, Jim Townsend, for your music. And with that, we'll say goodnight. This is Selat. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Galena and Saylet. Be sure to tune into the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.